0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today is October third, 2022, and this is Q&A number 112. This podcast is made for my Facebook virtual coaching group, which has 115 members in 22 states and one international. We enjoy all of the members. I love all the members. Um, We have some rejoined members, which that's going to happen from time to time with our members being all over. Some take summer breaks, some take winter breaks. So welcome back. Uh, Kayla in Alabama, Willow and um, Jessica and Kaylee Kaylee Ann in Florida. So I want to go ahead and let everyone know that I just did the September personal best drawing and Katie and Toasty from Florida were our personal best winners for the prize from the drawing, but each of you are a winner. We had 26 personal bests for September. So that's awesome. Some of you even had two personal bests. I believe there was five that you had two personal bests in the 1D and 2D and um just a lot of really good runs this this year. And some of you getting your colts out and exhibitioning them, getting ready for futurities and all of that. So that's awesome. So Um, I want to go ahead and start with a little story before I get in the topic today, and I have a few questions uh, to answer as well. Um, Let's see here. The topic today is going to be Horses Foundation um, and what Chapter 3 right out of my training notebook. But before I do that, um, I do want to say that my thoughts and prayers are with all of Florida that were affected by Hurricane Ian. It was a really difficult hurricane they started you know calling it to come to florida on monday but the cone was wide it could have gone to the panhandle it could have gone to the keys it was uh, definitely going into the gulf though so anybody on the coast was on high alert the gulf coast for sure um but sadly every 24 hours it seemed to change its path and 48 hours they really thought it was going to tampa but 24 hours Out They were saying Fort Myers and then cutting across through to Orlando and out to the um, Atlantic Ocean from like Daytona Beach, New New Smyrna Beach on up back up here towards where I am in St. Augustine um, and then on up the coast that way. So it was a big one. Uh, Very, very sad um, what happened. So I do want to make a couple comments about hurricanes because of what happened. Obviously, if you can help by sharing um, posts or donate to the causes that are taking supplies down to help people in the affected areas of Fort Myers and Arcadia and New Smyrna and Mims and, you know, different places. I know a lot of places already have power and up and running in the middle of the state, but the coast states, I mean, the, the coast, the Atlantic and mainly the Gulf are still going to be down for power and rebuilding for probably a month or so at least. So um, it's really harsh what they're going through. Um, There's been loss of life, loss of animals, um, humans, people, you know, and also uh, obviously people's homes and such. So it is truly heartbreaking. Um, I went through Irma. It was a cat five and it went right up the middle of the state. By the time it went over me um it was probably a two or a three and the eye went right over me there were tornado alerts it was scary um i went through it by myself on 20 acres with 10 horses none of the clients that boarded with me came out uh, until after the storm so i had to go through it alone rocky was only one um during the eye i ran out and checked them all and um, then went right back in but I had so many oak trees down and fences down in the morning and so much to clean we didn't have power for nine days I ran a generator for some air conditioning uh, in a window unit lived out of an ice chest used my swimming pool to take a bath Uh, thank god my dad raised me camping because I was capable of, of doing that for nine days um, I only had a week's worth of hay. Well, I had two weeks worth of hay, but I only had a week's worth of water for the horses. I stored it in containers and stuff. So after all my friends were getting power back, by the seventh day, I went out and got my containers in the back of my truck and went to neighbors and friends who had water, thank goodness, and was able to dump the horses nasty water and give them fresh water. Um, so that was a good thing, but it was definitely um, exhausting. Uh you know, so, so I just wanted to give a couple tips on hurricanes. Um, good thing about hurricanes, it's not like an earthquake G- growing up in California, they just happen. So you're supposed to always be prepared, you know, having water and battered radios and all of that. But here in Florida, uh, you always want to have, you know, your, your basics like that too: water and um flashlights and candles and you know, matches or or light stick, Um, you know, I have a battery operated fan, a battery operated AM FM radio, all of those things, because once your power goes down, you lose cell phone towers, you lose everything, Um, not just electricity, but cell phone service can be affected when towers are blown down as well. So you really lose all contact with the outside world. That's why a battery radio is so nice because you can at least hear another human's voice when you're all alone for several days. Um, So anyhow, the, uh, the tips I have, since you know it's coming for about a week, if you're in the coast, if you're along the coast, you should... Certainly have an evacuation plan for your family and if you have animals, for sure for your animals. I know it's really hard for places that have like big cattle ranches or big barns with tons and tons of horses, but I do think you have to have some sort of plan. The animals, it's not their fault. You know, They depend on us to take care of them. If you live next to rivers and lakes, you should have a plan to leave as well. I know nobody expected it to go through Fort Myers No, until the last 24 hours. They didn't expect it to flood the rivers like um, Arcadia and Mayaca and all those areas as bad as they did. And so the water was just extreme. But <clears throat> for sure, five days out, make sure you have your supplies because gas and diesel, ice and water... Bottled water and food just start to, pantry food just start to disappear because everybody in Florida will be shopping at the same time. And then um, they can't refill the gas stations that fast. Um, Two to three days out, you definitely want to be securing your horse farm around the barn, the arena, the pastures. Um, You want to fill up all your water tanks, any extra water you have in your horse trailer, containers, I have really big barrels that I fill up water barrels I fill those up Um, that way if I'm out of water for a week or no power I can go ahead and use that and give my horses a fresh bucket of water you know two three times a day (coughs) and then um, at least you know another thing four days out um, you know that would should have been number two instead of number three but but um you need to decide if you want to stay or go you know because If you want to leave, you got to get on the roads before it gets really backed up and um, have a plan that you have X amount of gas to get you to the next gas station because there's going to be no gas for a while. So make sure you can get to at least if you're on the coast, come inland and then go out of the state if you need to um, based on where it's going. You know, you just kind of have to look at all that. Um, the fourth thing I'd recommend at least one day out start securing your yard your patio furniture tie down stuff you know put things inside the house or garage or feed room whatever you have Um, and then I would also fill up every single bowl you have in the house so you can you know wash hands brush teeth um, you know sponge bath if you have to if you have a swimming pool awesome you can always use a bucket out of the swimming pool to flush toilets um, things like that but some people Fill up their bathtub but my bathtub seems to leak water so i don't like that so i would just fill up every cooking pot i have with water so i have some water to wash hands and and fill up the dog and cat water bowls and things like that um you also want to be able to tag your horses it always seems sad to put tags on horses um you know but if you just buy those little pet tags you can braid them into their manes. mains you can also go to tractor supply and get those livestock livestock tags and braid those into their mane with some rubber bands um you know you write your name and number on there in case they have a tree fall on a fence and they get loose somebody can return them to you um, some people use their clippers and clip their cell number into their body so you'll see it some people use livestock Waterproof markers and write their phone number on the horse's body uh, Make sure you're using things that aren't going to make your horse break out in hives um, Also uh, The other thing is some people write their name on their hooves But a lot of times that can wash off or not be seen if the horse is really muddy So I definitely think braiding a name tag into their mane or tail is good Some people use those breakaway halters with a tag or a breakaway neck rope with a tag and um, Just make sure it's something that if they get hung up on something that it won't choke them or kill them So it definitely needs to be able to fall off But then again, you'll have a situation where if it falls off, they won't be able to identify the horse So that's why I just like the name tags braided into the mane and the tail If you have two then that's even better because if one falls off, there's always a chance. There'll still be one more So those are my main hurricane tips for everybody. Nobody wants to go through it for sure but a couple other important tips you might wanna know is when your power does go out, don't panic. Um, I have a big Yeti ice chest. I, have, I start taking ice out of my freezer, put it in the Yeti, then pull some stuff out of the refrigerator, put it in the ice chest. Then I leave the ice chest, I leave the refrigerator alone for four or five hours. Then I pull um, stuff out of the refrigerator, put it in the freezer. The freezer will last at least 24 hours. After 24 hours and you don't still have power, then you might want to start cooking your food or throwing out food. But, um, but uh, you know, you know, having to cook out with the neighbors or something. <clears throat> but by then you may be able, the storm could be gone. You could hook your generator up. Always, if you're going to use a generator for a refrigerator, um, shut off your main power so you don't shock the linemen when they start putting the power back on. So always turn off your main power. Me personally, I only use a generator to do a window ac unit and i lived out of an ice chest but i know more people have more freezers and they don't want to lose all their meat and stuff so they do the generator to their house Um, but definitely shut off your main power so you don't hurt any electric linemen Um, restoring the power as they go through the neighborhoods after the storm so those are just things to consider Um, have a car charger for your phone Um, Hard boiled eggs, peanut butter, honey sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, those all seem to be on the um, the diet for the week. Um, you know, just having a lot of bottled water, or, you know, a diet tea or something in there for you. Um, let's see here. So those are just some of my tips for you guys if you're ever without. Um, it's just like camping for a week, basically. Uh, living out of an ice chest and you can grill on your barbecue grill with propane. Um, you know it's it's you know it's not that bad you're afterwards you're just thankful that you and your horses are okay and and you know camping for a week isn't that depressing if you look at what other people have lost but to me it's not worth it Uh, if you think you're in a bad area or the storm's coming right at you you're better off just to load up and go somewhere sunny and pretty and have a little horsey vacation with your horses you know and then come back when it's over um you know, it's just, it's safer for you. It's safer for them. It's less stressful. There's nothing worse than going through a really scary tornado. The wind is so scary. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, God forbid you get hit in a tornado too. So it's just, it's just scary. So anyhow, um, if your place is insured, take what's important to you, you know, important papers and and valuables and leave the rest it's insured you know it's just stuff you and your horses dogs cat chickens you know all those things you know are important lives you've got to have a plan for all of that so so that's all i want to say on the hurricane deal um hopefully we won't have any more the next week is gorgeous i have a clinic in lady lake this weekend so i'm excited about that and having the riders that are coming and so that's going to be fun looking forward to that um You know i often talk about chapters of your life and how some are so amazing and and then um and sometimes you have to change your priorities you know for many years i rode six to eight horses a day training three to five outside training horses uh, every month um plus my own horses plus lessons and clinics and raised my son and you know there was a chapter for that that went on for a decade and a half maybe two decades um decade and a half with being a mother in there too but uh you know two decades of training horses and competing and stuff and now my older mares are retired and um and enjoying the retirement which they well earned and they're happy and they're safe and tlc is my number one priority now um you know, my hips messed up and I never say never and um, never say always because you just don't know what your next chapter is going to bring. But I hope to get my hip surgery next year. And um, but my priorities have been able to take care of my horses and grow my business. And then I'll get back on my feet eventually and hopefully get to ride and enjoy Rocky and all of that next year. So so it just those sometimes life doesn't go exactly like you plan. Like I do think important To have your goals and to keep going forward but realize that it's never just one straight shot to your dream or your goal that it's always going to be a little zigzags here or there so um and you know it's funny our challenges for the month of october i'm going to discuss those now last month they were um getting back to basics for riders, cues and horses foundation and then this and last month was focused on positivity positive thinking you know with losing sister in a hurricane i'm really glad that was our mindset challenge because i had to keep finding the positive every day in the whole month of september between sister and the hurricane so i do think a positive mindset is even more important when things are hard even more so than when things are easy Um, so this month's october challenges the mindset is going to be believe believe in yourself believe in your horse and i want you every single day to 100% believe in yourself, 100%, and make that a habit for the next 30 days and believing in your horse and you as a team. So also the skill for this month is going to be smoother turns for faster times. So each week I'm gonna be putting some videos in the group on how to have smoother turns and those smoother turns are gonna make for faster turns and faster times and faster turns. So I'm gonna be going over a lot of that this month. Um, I already did seven videos from the weekend. So congratulations to everybody that already uh, had a personal best. I think we had two already starting for October this weekend. Um, Obviously, we had riders in New York and Alabama and then a few in Florida. So if you have any videos, just send them in. I did have a question come in about they couldn't open up their Coach Now app. And if you can't, don't worry about it. Just send the video to me like you always have, Facebook Messenger or email or text. And i'll i'll download it in the app and review it and i'll send it back to you like i always have um, the reason i want your email when i set up your app is so i have all your videos organized in one area so i can go back and look okay last time she was in this arena she did this you know it just helps me stay more organized with your progress if you can log in um, just don't forget your password. I know a lot of you've set up a personal photograph in there, and you've already got it all set up. But if you forget your password, um, just go back in your old mail and hunt for the invitation, and then try to log back in. Um, I don't. I haven't come into it from that aspect as an athlete. I've only come into it as a coach, so I don't know how to do that. Um, but I've only had a couple people let me know there's issues with that. So I just wanted to make sure everybody's aware of that. So um, let's see here. I had a couple questions come in, so let me find those, and um, we'll go over that. Um, let's see here. How... Okay. Oh, yeah. So um, there was a comment uh, on a Facebook about uh, a rider giving her horse uh, drugs to sedate him, and, um, and then the, the thing said, well, actually, the horse doesn't need the sedation. The rider does. And I kind of laughed when I saw it because it's really true. And I don't know if any of you watch um, the Gauge uh, podcast that uh, he does. Uh, Chance Gauge, he does the NFR every year. Well, he had Kathleen Daigle, uh, animal communicator, on um, the podcast, and she was talking about how she was communicating with a horse. She's a animal communicator, a horse psychic. And uh, she was talking to the horse, and it said to tell the owner to stop drugging her, drugging the horse, um, that she was the one who needed to calm down, not the horse. So it is kind of funny if you find yourself that you're stressing out, that maybe it's more you than your horse that needs to calm down. So I just thought that was a cute little deal um, when I saw it. But um, let's see here. The next question, um, if you have a bad run, uh, and it's your first run back. What should you do first? Let's review your video, and then we're gonna um, go back to the practice pin, make a new plan, and then go at it again with a positive attitude. Um, sometimes it can just be because you overrode or underrode. Um, sometimes it can be just because your timing and positions not quite right, race ready yet, and you'll get it on the next time. So I wouldn't get overly worried about that let's see here um all right let me see if there's anything else uh oh this was another comment based on a question that came in um they were really frustrated that weekend they were you know pretty freaked out they didn't weren't happy with their run the first day so they went home and practiced and they were freaked out the next day and i recommended they um just change where they rode to for their arc and their spot one, and you know, just ride up the middle. You know, third barrel, focus on third, the arc, spot one, and soft hands. And um, and they did it fine in practice, but not in competition. So, I just want you to know. And then the course this weekend went and did it perfectly. Uh, rode to the third barrel, rode to the arc, and the spot one and two, and won the two D. So, um, I want you to know that winning is not an overnight thing um it does take hard work it takes patience it takes practice there's going to be ups and downs you can certainly get in your head too much by thinking you need to change bits you need to change this change that um uh, you just really need to focus in my opinion just more on the horsemanship and um and just does your horse feel right are you a good team are you focused on riding to your spots Um, are you problem solving as things are coming up? Are you being consistent, slow and fast? Um, is your repetition the same in your slow work as with speed? Um, also paying attention to detail, like if a horse is sore or if they're emotionally stressed out or they need a break, maybe they need to go trail riding instead of competing. Um, your mental game, are you stressing out? Um, there's a lot of little details that really matter. So I wanted to point that out as well. Um, You know, there's a lot of things I think are important to remember on that thought. Um, You know, smooth is fast. Less is more. Soft hands are important. Using your body and your hips are important. Being calm and confident are important. Um, Breathing in and out. Relaxing um, and having fun. Not overthinking. Um, If things don't go well, there's always another Another barrel race, it doesn't define you. One run doesn't define you. You're going to learn from that run or you're going to be winning. It's not the end of the world. So, um, before I get into the topic of the um, riders, I mean, the horses foundation, um, that's really the main things I wanted to say because a lot of you get a little bit too upset and um, it doesn't need to be all or nothing. Um, It just needs to be a little bit at a time. You know, when you are out there competing, you do need to um, let the past be the past and focus on the now, you know, going forward. Um, When they call your name, take a big exhale, you know, reach down and pet your horse and then go out there and be in the moment, you know, doing your job, riding to your spots, feeling your horse being clear with your cues, a clear go cue, a clear rate cue, a clear turn cue, a clear drive out cue. And the more you're assertive and focused, the better your horse is going to do. When you're proactive versus reactive, the better things will go. You have to remember, when we believe all things are possible, it will be. Is it easy? No. But will it be worth it? Yes. Um, I think that's extremely important. To remember as well so let me go ahead and get into the topic and then we'll finish this podcast up I've already been talking 23 minutes so chapter three horses basics and foundation training I in all my heart I know that there are horses that are just naturals out there and they would win despite who rode them some horses are just great horses but I do believe good horses can be made into great horses by putting a lot of time into them. And I don't mean a month or a year. I mean, you know, three, four or five years. And, um, you know, I don't think you should ever show the barrel horse the pattern until you have your basics super, super solid. Um, if you can't, um, I will discuss that in this chapter and, um, and you would also have, my teaching videos on YouTube or in my Facebook virtual coaching um, to help you as well. So ground manners is really important. Um, You should be able to cue your horse from the ground um, with the same connection you're gonna want in the saddle. So moving forward, backwards, left, right, yielding their body parts, you know, their face, their neck, their shoulder, their rib cage, their hip, being able to connect to their mind for hoof placement. being able to move body parts with energy or giving to pressure, or moving away from pressure. They should be calm about all your training and riding equipment online in a um, arena or in a round pin or liberty training, which would be without on a halter or rope, um, which would, liberty training, I'd start in a round pin and then you could move on up for join up into an arena like I do with Rocky. Um, pecking order is a horse's natural instinct um to be a confident leader um of your herd is extremely important and that's what you're looking um for when you're working on the ground with them you're trying to establish yourself as a calm confident leader and um in establishing that trust and respect and communication of cues so once you get all that established on the ground Then in the saddle, you're going to be looking for things. The bare minimum basics I feel you should have in the saddle are face flexing left and right, which would be lateral, and vertical, which would be breaking in the pole down at a standstill, and then later at a walk, trot, and a lope. On the vertical, breaking in the pole, it's not just about flexing the head down, breaking in the pole. It's about four things that happen when you break in the pole. They also shorten their stride, shift their weight to their hindquarters, and lift their top line. And you should be able to do that anywhere from 5 to 20 seconds with a light, responsive cue of your seat, hands, and legs. Um, And then, of course, lateral flexion will be mainly using one hand and one leg. And, um, again, that should be able to be start in the beginning, you know, one inch, one second. But build off of that where you can do five to 20 seconds or two fence posts with their nose in or their nose out, you know, in circles and straight lines. So that's really important. Leg laterals. That's so important for controlling the shoulder, um, the hip, the, you know, and you want to be able to do that too. Hip control, the ribs and and, um, the shoulder all at a standstill, walk, trot, and lope. Another very important thing, which begins on the ground, is a voice voice, and body language of communicating a woe. So to be able to do a loose rein woe, um, you can do it one hand stops, or um, and then you can also do that at a, a walk, trot, and lope, um, and you should be able to do it with no rein, loose rein. You can do it with one or two reins, and then if they don't loosen off of a just a body and voice and take your legs off, exhale, then you would back them up or disengage their hindquarters, depending on if you're doing a one or two rein um, stop. So the next thing that's really important, and it helps with the vertical face flexing as long as well as, so it helps with breaking in the pole as well as lifting the top line and using their hindquarters, and that would be backing in a straight line and in a circle. And... Um, The next thing, which is so important, is transitions from the body. Most people, when I meet them, their horses do fast walk and fast trot and fast lope, but most of them won't do a slow walk or a slow sit jog or a slow lope in straight lines and circles. So, collection off your body, off your seat, is super important. Um, And that, again, in straight lines and circles. So, transitions from extended to collected gates is so important. As I mentioned before, control of the five body parts at all speeds, the head, the neck, the shoulder, the rib, and the hindquarters. When you get control of those body parts, you also connect to the brain, which connects to the feet, and you'll have hoof placement as well. And they'll start to have more balance and um, and be more confident with you as well. Um, picking up your leads is important. You should be able to do that um, in a straight line and a circle. Um, and you should be able to do it from a walk to a lope, a trot to a lope, and be able to pick up your correct lead. Counter arc, that's so important. Um, just for getting a horse more soft and supple in their head and their neck, um, that's very important. Uh, counter arcing gets better lightness of the front end, too, and use, use of the hindquarters better. I love to do nose in, nose out exercises. So if I was doing a big round, pin size circle, I might do a quarter circle, nose in, shoulder out, a quarter circle nose out shoulder in, and just alternate my nose in nose out exer- um, exercises. The next thing I really like to do is rollbacks. I do think a rollback from a circle or a rollback from a straight line, even using a fence, can be beneficial to teach a horse to be handy with their feet and light on their front end and using their hindquarters better. Um, side passing, I like to do that as well. It can get a hot horse to calm down and focus on a cue. You can side pass in a roping box for a rope horse. You can side pass in the alleyway for a, a barrel horse to settle them down and focus on a cue in the on launching pad areas. Um, side passing comes in handy for opening and closing gates to go ride on a trail or in the pasture. You know, we don't want barrel horses to think gates are just to run through, but they should actually be able to open and close a gate um, and do things that are calm and using their mind. It makes me sad when barrel horses can't go for a trail ride or go work a cow, um, or they can't work in an arena on a loose rein at a walk trot because a barrel pattern is set up. You know that that's jacked up. That means you've been way running them horses too much. Um, that's not good. Ability to be able to work a horse on a loose rein is important at a walk, sit, jog, and a lope, um, not being a runaway train. A simple lead changes is important. Flying lead changes, they're going to learn that in time. That's going to be a little bit more advanced, but it's, it can be beneficial as well. You can do that in figure eights with simple lead changes, or you can do my figure eights with a snap drill to start teaching them to have flying lead changes. And of course, pole bending is good for that too. But first and foremost, when teaching the above basics, you need to treat every horse as an individual and respect them as that. I can't tell you to use exactly one pound of left rein pressure with for one second with two pounds of left leg pressure. You're going to have to see how that horse responds to pressure. Some are gonna be more sensitive, some are gonna be more lazy or need to lighten up. Your training principles and theories should never change, but your timing and technique might. Um, for me, my principles are to bond with my horse based on love, trust, and respect. My theories are horsemanship training ideas as opposed to intimidation, pain, fear, or starvation training. I believe in applying pressure in light amounts and removing it with a positive response. An example of that would be giving to the bit. If a horse gives one second, one inch, I release the pressure, rest, pet, and reward. I believe in making the right thing easy and the wrong thing more difficult. So if they don't get it right, I make them work a little harder till they put in a try and then I quit on a try. Um, I do believe that my my principles are um, a horse begins. um, They always end calmer than they begin. A horse also can't get hurt. I can't get hurt. Those are a lot of things that I keep in mind um, when I'm working with a horse. Um, Preparing a horse for yes answers is also very important to me um learning to teach a horse to drive away from me but to draw to me those are all very important to have join up but also have them respect my space so all of those things are are really key in my principles and my theories because my goal is to have a calm confident horse that's happy and i only get that through being a calm confident leader and i have to be a fair leader it's i've never ever ever asked somebody who was your favorite teacher in school and had someone say to me the teacher that yelled at me the teacher that was mean to me it was always the teacher that you know set me up with a lesson that i could learn um by you know you know abc type thing and rewarded me gold star when i got it right you know so so your horse is going to be no different than you they want to learn in a way that's fair fair to them You know, first grade, second grade, not high school or college while they're still in elementary school. Um, It's no different than if you were to go to Japan and you don't know how to speak Japanese. You would feel very uncomfortable. Horses don't know how to speak our language. We have to learn how to communicate with them through their language. And um, I think that's really important. Educating in small amounts at a time and rewarding them with praise is really important as well so um i do think you have to practice perfect as far as key to your success i don't think you will ever be perfect perfect i think um being excellent or perfect is always a lot of pressure put on yourself i think progress in your um in your perfect practice is important Um, because if if you practice sloppy you're going to get sloppy results but if you practice perfect that's gonna be, in your slow work, that's gonna be key to your success as you go faster and things get faster. So, you know, a a horse is a herd animal. Um, There's always gonna be alpha in that herd. So you wanna definitely be that herd's alpha. Um, They are also a flight or fight animal. So you wanna make sure you've desensitized them and taught them how to spook in place and not overreact to things. They're lazy for the most part, So you want to consider those things in your training too. You watch how your horses are during the day. They have a certain time they eat and drink and lay down and maybe graze or play. Um, But they're not just constantly running around being excitable all the time. So just kind of watch how your horse communicates with you. A horse will talk to you, but you have to listen. Um, It's our responsibility to understand when they're calm and relaxed. Is the head under the withers and they're licking and chewing? you know heads down low and level um or do they have one ear cocked on us or is their eyes bulging out their head and their heads up in the air and both ears are forward um blowing and snorting you know (laughs) those are not situations that are going to have a positive outcome for you if you can't get your horse to pay attention to you so you have to think of a horse as like a child in school like i mentioned um And if you don't have a solid foundation, you have nothing to fall back on. So um, I would recommend everybody read this chapter. Um, There's a lot more pages to it. I'm not going to have time with this podcast. I will go into it more with the next podcast. But there's another two, four, six, seven pages to this. So I will go cover it more in the next podcast. in the next podcast, I try to keep the podcast of 40 minutes or less so people are busy. I know they're busy. Um, so um, But I would always start with the ground manners first. You know, one day a week minimum, you should do groundwork with your horse. If you have a baby, do four or five days a week with your baby and always do groundwork before you get on. Anytime your horse is showing any kind of being on the muscle or cinchy or a little bit disrespectful, always do that. And then what you've taught them on the ground will apply into the saddle. And again, um, do those things, like I mentioned, the face flexing, the moving the body parts around. And that's what we're gonna discuss more on how to do the things that I mentioned today um, with the next podcast. So, And we'll finish up chapter three next week. So before I close, I wanna say one last thing. I have TikTok, you know, I'm I'm so techie nowadays. I have TikTok. I have Instagram. But I was on TikTok and I noticed um the WPRA results are out now. Who's going to the NFR? It's really exciting. I'm sure everybody's excited. I know I am. And um the rookie of the year. Uh, for 2022 is Bailey and she posted on TikTok that both her horse and her were rookies this year that she didn't know anything they for rodeo and they just learned as they went now obviously when you're going to rodeo at that level you've got to have someone who knows how to enter you and and all of those things but anyways one of her sponsors said to her be like water and she said what does that mean and he said for her to figure it out and what she figured out was water always finds a way through and that's what she treated her rookie year as so i thought that was very motivating and positive so i just want you to think of yourself like that as well no matter what your your plan is be like water and find a way to, to through it and um and again that ties right into october's believe in yourself and your horse and we will be working on smoother turns because smoother turns is what leads to faster times. And that all begins on having good form in your horse. Are you able to get their nose, pick up a shoulder, soften the rib, get that hindquarters under? Are you able to do perfect circles? Are you able to have collection and form and fluidity, flex and fluidity and, and, and good impulse? Um, you know, all of those things are really key. Perfect circles, um, knowing your spots. Um, does your horse work off your hips? for a nice round four-wheel drive start to your turn in the hole and pivot off your hips coming out. All of those things are going to be key to having better turns for faster times. And I hope you guys are as excited about October as I am. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart. God bless.